You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. We're ready. Are you sure, Kevin? I'm sure. And folks, that's the mysterious, mystical, full of shit. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's the mysterious and that's mystical... Who? Mr. Mark Green Green Tree Green True. Who the hell is that? Back with us. It, it, it's the Green long. Tree that is always true to form. Yes. So welcome, folks, to Geekiest Show Ever, episode two hundred five. And yes, Mark is back with us after much cajoling and lots of cash that Mike and I had to send him. Yeah, I, I got to so. tell you, there's still shortchanging me, people. Hey, well, I well, I came up with that thirty five cents the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I had to go under bleachers. So, uh, oh, I'm, I'm glad you told me that was Mark. For a minute there, I thought Skype was acting up. We were getting feedback or something. So, <laughs> yeah, we've missed you. Yes, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, we've had lovely women on in your place, and one very nice gentleman. I, I was I was going to take you to task yes. on that if you didn't if you didn't fix that up. No, <laughs> no we had that. Uh, thanks to Melissa last week for joining us. That was quite interesting. And truth be uh, told, it probably makes a more entertaining show without this grumpy bastard. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, there's the, the lack of rants at times. There is there is that. I mean, no one rants like I do. No. There oh, no. You, you've taken it to an art form. Yes. And art wants this form back, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and in honor of your return. I want to give you a huge gift, Mark. No, 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 no. I don't. I, I want no. you to have this. I'm going to stick it right to you. No, no. Look, I, we're on video. I don't need the stick. We're going to wipe the slate clean and start you at 100 positive geek points. Yeah. I, we're going to close all the accounts and start you at 100 positive. Yay. Okay, that's how long this lasts. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, trust me, in the next five minutes, I'm going to lose them all. I guarantee it. Well, that's optimistic, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, it won't last that long, will it, Mike? Uh, No, we're glad to have you back, Mike. Uh, Tell us your name again. Mark, that's it. (laughs) Just that Aussie rat bag. That's not the term I was thinking of, but we'll go with that that. one for now. But first... Before we do anything else... Oh, no, please, no, 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 no. It's time for the much-anticipated, the no. many ballyhooed, no. the greatest outpouring of comments, no. see, the see, world-famous this is, this is, weather report. Ah, oh, this is why <laughs> I've stayed away for so long. And we even have a guest report file. Oh, jeez. Seriously, listeners, you call in your weather. Are are you kidding me? Oh, my God. We got a week from Elisa. She's had uh, a week that suited her very well. She had lots of sunshine, a little bit of rain, and some temperatures in the, you know, Upper sixties, mid sixties, mid fifties, and heading towards the seventies. Let, let me let so me she, just be clear. Elisa's the only one that can mail in her weather report. We do not want this show to become the weather report. Listeners, please send all your weather reports immediately. And if you wish, I will capture them, print them out, and personally mail them 
to Mark, along with samples Tim, of the weather. Tim, if, if you're listening, I think you need to take Geekier Show ever back. They've lost their marbles, and I can't control them any longer. Oh, poor Marky Poo. But currently here, it's lovely 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, we're still going? Oh, jeez. Yeah. And <laughs> raining. And raining. Yes. Well, and, and here it's 57, and... Um, then Friday was the warmest day that we've had uh, since uh, in 2016. It got up to 72 degrees here. And, of course, that was the day that the walk-in freezer at the school decided to take a crap. <laughs> the compressor locked up. And, that was, and I'd taken the day off. I'd gone to Watertown. Uh, my wife and I were going to do some shopping, uh, get the oil changed in the vehicle. So I'm on the phone in Watertown. They're coordinating um, the high school custodian and the grade school custodian and talking to the head cook to find a place, another uh, walk-in freezer so that we could take all this stuff. Uh, so I'm coordinating it and, you know, I try to get back there in time to help them. And I swear it was the truth. I didn't plan it this way. Just as I pull into the driveway of the school to help them, the other custodians pulling out and said, we just got done. So I'm going on the outside. I'm going, Oh, I'm sorry. On the inside, I'm going, yes, <laughs> I've had to help empty out that freezer twice more. And it's not a lot of fun. We, you know, talking about moving, um, uh, we've emptied out three times, the uh, two other times before when it's gone bad, and just hauling all that stuff out of a little walk. Well, it's not a little walk-in freezer. It's a, it's a small room, is what it is. But still, emptying all that stuff out is not a lot of fun. Yes, because you never want to let frozen goods go bad. My sister, no. my sister can attest to this. I'll, I'll tell a funny story. She, she may or may not forgive me. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, when my uh, youngest niece, her youngest daughter, was. I don't know, maybe five years old or something. She was down in the basement playing in her little play kitchen. Well, she decided she was going to cook a chicken. So she oh. went over to the freezer, took out a frozen Cornish game hen, and put it in her little oven. Well, then she got called upstairs or went upstairs. I don't remember now which was. And nothing more was thought of it for the day, for the week, for oh, the Lord. month. Oh dear. And then this odor began to permeate the house <laughs> of rotting flesh. Oh. <laughs> I just had searched, lunch, Kevin. And they <laughs> searched and they hunted for it. My brother in law's in the crawl space under the house thinking, you know, a skunk or a possum or something's gotten under there and died. And they're searching on the house. They've they've done all this stuff. Time goes on, the smell just doesn't go away. Fast forward six months later, maybe Maybe as much as nine months later, my niece goes downstairs and is playing in her little play kitchen again because she hadn't played in it for a long time for some reason. Yeah, and, no she opens, and she opens the door on the little oven, and guess what's there? The rotting carcass of the frozen Cornish game. My God. She took it upstairs and showed it to my sister and her, my brother-in-law, and they were like, oh, my God. They threw the kitchen away. They threw everything away. And they stayed in the house with that smell? Well, it, I never smelled at the times when I was over. They smelled it because after a while, the smell kind of confined itself to the uh, basement, mm -hmm. and I have no need to go down in their basement. Their basement's like a lot of basements, just storage. Uh, they'd set up a playroom, but not a finished playroom. But yeah, they were they were trying everything. I mean, my brother-in-law actually did find a, a dead possum or something under the house, so he thought so, he'd taken care of it. But, so, you know. so in other words, the chicken was cooked. It was well done. <laughs> yes. 
beyond beyond repair. And you know that reminded me of a similar story when I was a kid. You know, us being frugal farmers, uh, we would butcher an, uh, uh, a cow and we'd freeze the meat. Well, I think we butchered a cow one year and we had more meat than would fit in the freezer. And it was winter time, so I think. Uh, Dad decided to put it the excess meat out in this other freezer. It didn't work, but it was outside in one of the buildings. And so he put it in there, figured it'd stay frozen. Well, then forgot about it. And then during the summer sometime, oh. I decided to open up that freezer to see oh. what was in there. Yeah, that almost brought me to my knees. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, because it was outside in the heat. Yeah, it was. So, you know, it always pays to double check. You know, because when you say you're 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 going to remember to do things, you probably aren't. Double check yourself. Yeah, that's that's why I just like for uh, uh, certain things like changing the furnace filter and stuff like that. I have a big note stuck on the refrigerator, so when I go for out into my mudroom, there's a big note that says change furnace filter on this date, and it has the date I have to change it. And if I miss it by more than a couple days, I get a general reminder from the uh, uh, CEO of the house. <laughs> And she tells me, you haven't changed the furnace filter yet. <laughs> See, yes. I have things at school I have to keep track of. Google Calendar is my savior. I have it on a monthly basis to send me out these things to remind me to do them. Otherwise, yeah, I would forget. I do the same thing, but it doesn't work. Well, I got it, up on, it comes up on my phone. It'll come up on everything I have. So it's like multiple bing, 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 bing. You know, it reminded me. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe I should do that. Uh, oh, and speaking of phones... This is a topic for today's show. I dropped mine this evening. Uh-oh. It so went, how, it see, went that, that's what happens when you have a phablet. They're too big. It went down an entire flight of steps, bounced down off the wall, down a flight of steps, and into the landing down below. Whew. And? And? I will yeah. let you see. Nice. Huh. No damage. Awesome. That Still was works. luck. Yeah, because as soon as it took that second bounce and achieved about two and a half feet in the air, I went, oh, <laughs> shit. You know? Yeah, it all goes in slow motion. <laughs> it was it was carpeted stairs, so I'm sure that helped a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, But that also made it shoot in the air <laughs> when it hit the steps. Trampoline. It, yeah, because it came off the wall, and that made it fall to hit the first step probably about four and a half feet, maybe five and then it hit that step, and it bounced up in the air. Then it hit the next step, and it bounced up in the air higher. And then landed on the corner in the landing. It flipped over and landed face up. So, <laughs> And all I have on it is this little, I think you guys have seen what I have. It's just this little silicone case. It's like a condom a case. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't cover the front of the phone at all. So I was like, <gasps> and everybody said, what was that? And I said, it was my phone. And everybody went, <gasps> and they held their collective breath till I went down and picked it up <laughs> and turned it on. But it was like, oh, shit. You know, but it was. And, I of just, course, I, Kevin, from, from, from a listener point of view, it would have made for a much better story if you actually cracked the screen. I'm sure it would have, but it would have made for a lot less happy podcaster if I'd cracked the screen. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like I, I love watching car racing, but uh, I like watching the crashes more so than I do the actual race. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, that's what everybody it, does. Everyone does the same. You go past a motor vehicle accident, and you slow down and look and go, oh, yeah, jeez, jeez. How, how did that car get that way? <laughs> 
Well, I tell you, if you drive in Northern Virginia when they do that, that causes four other accidents. <laughs> yeah, granted. Oh my God, I don't know how many times on the way to work, um, I've had to. You know, there've been traffic slow. There'll be one accident. It doesn't look that bad. I'm going. Why is this one then back in traffic? One. Then I go further up, and there's another accident that's even worse. And sometimes even a third accident because of that. So it's like, yeah. oh my God, people just drive. Pay attention and drive. Because I had, uh, was it Thursday morning on the way to work, I had somebody pull out in front of me, and I had no out. So I had to lock the brakes up on my little car. I tweeted it out, and I managed to get stopped. I mean, these people just ran the red light. They just came, slowed down a little bit to make the turn and just came right out into the into the two-lane uh, fast highway. You traffic going, you know, 60-plus 60, 60 miles an hour. And I locked up. The truck behind me didn't quite get stopped. Um, he passed me partially <laughs> in mm. on the side. So it was, my heart was going, thump. So yeah, it was, it was an interesting adventure. Let's, let's just say I was not quite wide awake when I, at that point, but from that point on, I was wide the F awake. I was really wide awake. So. Uh, I think, but I just wanted to share that out there. I thought everybody would find it interesting. I dropped my phone, and I was like shocked that it didn't break. Didn't I? Can't even see where it dented the thing. I was like, "Oh my god!" So, thank you, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> oh, uh, but on to something else. I've had an itch lately. Ah, uh, no, Kevin. Oh, we, Kevin, we, we, get, we, get your hand out of there. Yeah, no, pre-show we discussed Kevin. not talking about your itch. But that it, it's not it's a tech itch. Yeah, but but uh, you, you we're talking about a PC on a stick and scratching the itch, and it was uh, no. You don't no. put a PC to scratch your itch. No, no, it's not quite that bad. I I've been looking. I mean, that's a what you've got lately. USB sticks for. Uh, yes. You mean like all? I found more 128 gig ones. I didn't realize I'd bought that are still new in the package. <laughs> you besides have the two a problem. I, besides the two I just bought recently. I opened a drawer and found two two more 128, a 64, and a 32 that have never been opened. <laughs> you sure there's just not breeding in there and you're just finding the offspring? That's possible. I, that would just get you excited. You'd start breeding them. You'd crossbreed them. Oh, Kevin, no. <laughs> People, you are so glad we don't do video. Actually, but, uh, it, it is surprising that you can't just put one USB drive into another and copy the data across, like with a, a, a male-female sort of double-connected type thing, so that if you get a, a new upgraded drive, so if you go to the 128 from, say, a 64, you can just automatically copy it without having to go to the computer because you put the USB sticks in the computer, and that the bus speed connection and the processing through the computer slows the whole process down, but if you could just copy it from one drive to the next, that'd be pretty cool. I could maybe build an array and have something about that long of, of USB sticks. <laughs> you know, if you oh, could boy. figure out how to do that, that would be a cool, geeky project. I'm sure <laughs> someone's already done it. Um, but a, an array of, of, of USB sticks would be kind of cool. Yeah, it would make, be. Make it into a RAID. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, because I've got 428s that are brand new in the package. It'd be bloody slow, though. Uh, they're all 3.0. Yeah. Might not be too bad. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Thunderbolt dock. I was going to say yeah. Thunderbolt. See? 
We're thinking, folks. We're always thinking. No, my but it, it's also it's thinking. also the read and write speeds though that you got to worry about with the USB sticks. That's true. That's true. I uh, hmm. might make me here's, the, here's an idea: a USB NAS. Hey, Ooh, I like that, Mike. And I could <laughs> mount it on the wall and see all the pretty little lights blink up and down. And yeah, you wouldn't need to put Christmas lights up this year. <laughs> oh no, I have to still put up my Christmas lights. I'm going. What were to... you thinking, Mark? I know. Why did I go there? I say stupid things. I haven't been on the show for ages. <clears throat> you I'm lost have... your edge. I... I'm you know what? Send... I, I'm just taking away my geek points right now for that. <laughs> well, I'm going to send Gretel some cr- special Christmas lights to put up for you this year coming oh, here. Good Lord. As long as I don't have to hand them off bits of me body. <laughs> well, we won't go that far. We won't spoil the surprise. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Where you're going to hang them from. But no, what I've been looking at is I've had a, uh, I've been looking at a couple things recently. That well, me and Mike I... for one. Yeah, well, not so much you. <laughs> Plus five geek points for you just because I put you down there. So you're up to 105. Woo-hoo. Folks, it may be a first that he ever stays positive for an entire show. Um, but I've been considering, uh, because I've heard a lot of people talking about them, and I've seen some videos that I've been watching about these PC on a stick. You know, you'll get a Windows 10 computer, and it's completely contained on a stick. I'm thinking, how cool would that to be to plug into the HDMI port on one of my big screen TVs, get a wireless keyboard and mouse, and be able to, say, sit in my recliner. Now, granted, I'm sure the resolution, the icons would be like six inches by six inches because I don't think it could overdrive my high-def television. But how cool would it be to sit there and run Windows just on my 48-inch television? It would look. Yeah. It would be cool. I, I think you'd, when you look at um, some of the uh, what's the little small microcomputers, um, the, 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 Raspberry the, Pis. the Raspberry Pis and that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of tweaking in the Raspberry Pi community that has sort of done similar things with this ultra portable computer that you can just take and, and plug in. Obviously, this PC on a stick is even easier and more simpler. And if you look at like the Chromecast and and stuff like that that is just a, a hdmi it plugs in with the usb uh, power supply and it'd be very easy to use a generic monitor and just have that pc there i, I think probably the only thing as you mentioned kevin would be the the performance that you know the screen resolution performance of the applications opening and so forth i still want that that mobile phone that iphone that uh, windows phone to be my portable computer i plug it in it becomes a mac i take it with me it becomes the iphone something like that we probably would never see it but it's something that i i think i'd be really interested to actually adopt i mean we, we've certainly seen it in the windows world there's a couple nokia phones out that do do yeah uh, that windows 10 functionality and you know, if I was interested enough to go into that Windows camp, I think it would be a, a, just a, a really good system. Remember, I'm not doing a lot of heavy lifting uh, computer-wise uh, anymore, really. Uh, it's mainly research and writing. Um, so it does you don't need the most powerful uh, gear to do that. So, you know, that interests me. I just wish that Apple would do something similar. I, I would love nothing more, even now, to connect my iPhone to a larger screen and have it function just a little bit differently so that it knows, hey, you're connecting this to a display. 
because you can you can get the HDMI outputs and stuff like right, that. Right. And it'd be lovely for it to just perform a little bit differently, not necessarily like a, a Mac, but just like a more interactive, um, usable iPhone on a bigger screen where you could do some basic research with a, a keyboard and and so forth, or you could sort of work with it that way. I know that you can Bluetooth stuff, but it's just... The, the problem is it's not uh, set in that, that correct format to, to work properly. So depending what app you're using, you may not be able to get, you know, that sort of landscape uh, mode that you would want yeah. for a television or a, a PC-style screen. But it would be really useful. It would be really handy. I'd, I you know, I, I just want to see a little bit more in the phone space. I know that we've seen the iPad Pro and the uh, Surface tablets and that you know whether they're almost merging the two and certainly the microsoft surface does merge the pc with the the tablet but i I really want to see the phone merge more with power computing versus tablets i would like to see i i agree i would like to see phones and even the tablets have that capability to where they are your primary computer i don't care whether it's android I don't care whether it's Windows, and I don't care if it's an uh, iOS device. Mm-hmm. I would like that ability to dock it and have it become the computer when it's you know when I'm at my desk, whether it's downstairs here, or upstairs, and even if it could have power assisted um, because you've got extra processing power in the screen that you plugged into, mm-hmm. you know maybe it, you know then it picks up and passes off some of the computing tasks to you know not my iMac, but something like my iMac or not my windows 10 PC, but something like my windows 10 PC where it has more better graphics or, you know, whatever it is, but it's still my one central, uh, computer. It's my one central view to the world, I guess is what I'm trying to say. No matter where I'm at. Yeah. I'm I'm sick of multiple devices. I'm sick of a desktop, a laptop, a tablet, and a phone. I want that one device. And then, depending where you go, it becomes more than that device, if that makes sense. So it becomes more than just an iPhone. It becomes, you know, a, 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 a work platform when yeah. you're sitting at a desk. Um, I just, I'm looking at it now going, we've got all these different things. There's going to be some announcements from Apple in a week or so, um, you know, with the iPad Air lineup being modified apparently uh, to be iPad Pro-ish like, um, and it's it's like okay I can see where they go and that kind of thing is pretty cool, but it's I still look at the iPad Pro and I go okay this is the computer of the future but it's not quite there yet whereas the Surface uh, from Microsoft is there but maybe. It doesn't. It's got an identity crisis. It doesn't know whether it really wants to be a tablet, and it doesn't have as much as many apps supported on on the tablet side. And then it doesn't really know if it wants to be a full blown PC laptop replacement. It's kind of a middle ground. There's got to be something after these kind of generations. Um, yeah. That were I don't know what that is, mind you. But there's got to be something after that that pushes both iPad and Surface to be, this is the only computing platform that you need, period. And you never have to compromise. You don't have to compromise on storage. You don't have to compromise on performance. You don't have to compromise on size 
or where and how you intend on using it. At the moment, tablets are all about compromise, phones are all about compromise, even a desktop computer is about compromise. You have to go and be in a certain situation to use it. I want the device that does everything wherever I go and it becomes the desktop, it becomes the Netflix watching uh, station. It, you know, and I'm sure for some people the iPad does that and the Surface certainly is a little bit ahead um, with with that let's merge everything uh it's just not quite there yet let's ask the one person amongst the three of us Mm. who that is using even right as we speak a surface yeah and you know it's and like i said i don't put it in the tablet mode a lot but it's nice that i have the option i do once in a while there is some apps that you know make use of it um but you know it's for what i do which i am by no means a power user um i like it and you know, I've said it before. I kind of wished, uh, and I know there's some people that take me to task out there. I know um, Guy Searle and I got into a brief uh, discussion about it. Uh, about I wished Apple would have done a Surface-like thing instead of having. You know, if you want the lean-back experience, you have an iPad. If you want something with a keyboard to get work done, you have to have a, you know, a MacBook of some sort. Um, and I just and like I say, it's kind of a middle of the road. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a one thing fixes all sort of solution but if you want that kind of middle uh space where you want to use it as a laptop but then you also want to lean back and use it as a uh, tablet uh i think it works pretty good um you know i kind of i we bought the surface i'm now i'm kind of getting the itch to go up to a surface pro something with a little bit more power uh something that i could use for I realize it's not going to be a gaming computer per se, but there are some uh, games I would like to run on there because, like, Civilization ha- actually has a touchscreen mode. Um, that would be kind of interesting to, you know, be able to take it with you on a something that's not quite a laptop that you could, like, just put it in your lap and sit back. Uh, like, say you're, you know, drive you're not driving, but you're riding somewhere. And you were over there in the passenger seat, and you just want to like do some civilization and not have a to balance a laptop there, and mm. just kind of you know cradle it in your hand and play it that way. Um, so, like I say, for what I do and the way I use it, um, I think it works out pretty good. Um, and you know, like I say, I, and, and Windows Ten, I've said it before, sucks less. Um, now, whether they've n- nailed the you know the the transition between the desktop and the tablet interface, I'm not so sure on. I've never done you know testing. Maybe I should just sometime take the keyboard off and leave it, and then just go out and see, uh, or go upstairs, or just you know whatever, and see how I do with just using it as a tablet in some things and see how it works. But like I say, I I think it works out. Uh, Again, it's going to be a, a kind of a not necessarily a special use case, but uh, it's not going to be a one size fits all either. Hmm. No, and, and my only issue uh, last year, I had that Surface Pro th- or Surface Three Pro, whichever way you say it, I forget, uh, to test with, and I mean it was a powerful thing. My problem with it was that when I wanted to use it as a tablet, it weighed way more than I want to carry as a tablet. I right. liked all the functionality I had. That I had, you know, a full blown computer. I could have, you know, I could have been doing my spreadsheets. I could have been, um, you know, typing up a report or processing a database or, you know, anything I wanted to do. I could have done it. 
but it was just, it wasn't, I don't know how to say it any other way than, it wasn't tabletly, tabletly enough, wasn't enough tabletly or tabletly or, you know, it wasn't as much it's like a tablet. Is what, it's half-baked is what you're saying, is that it, it tries to be a tablet, but it doesn't necessarily do it as well as, say, the iPad does. Whereas the iPad cannot do the computing that the Surface can do. Right. And, I mean, having used my iPad and having used my Android tablet, and even though my Android tablet's a cheap little one, or even using uh, the kids' Kindles that we gave them for Christmas, which are basically Android tablets, that's what a tablet is supposed to be like. That's that experience that I expect from a tablet. My iPad Air, I still love that device. I use it every day. I have to charge the thing every day because I, I just use it, use it. Excuse me, I use it, use it a lot. And I have a very defined view of what I want a tablet to be. And it needs to be light efficient when it's in tablet mode. But when I want it to become the computer mode, that's when I don't mind the extra bulk. And that's where that dock theory that we predicate or talked about a couple times uh, comes into it. I mean, I like the idea of the Surface, and we actually toyed around with getting some of them. But by the time we got down to it, started talking about what we were going to have to do to enhance it, to make it work for people, why not just get a a lightweight laptop and be done with it? Because there was more stuff there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's just... Right. I, I want it, and I really want it to work. And I, I hope all platforms go to it. I hope that we can do this on Linux. I hope we can do it on Chrome. I hope we can do it you know, on Windows. I hope we can do it on the Mac. I, I don't want it exclusively. I want it to be a pervasive device. I want pervasive computing for those people that need it like myself and you guys. Again, we may not be the heaviest users, but we still want it pervasive so that it's there when we need it. Mm-hmm. And when we need it, we can do what we want. So that's what well, it kind of reminds me. Remember the old uh, Reese's peanut butter cup commercials? You got my chocolate and my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter and my chocolate. Yeah. Well, you got your tablet and my computer. Mm-hmm. No, you got your computer and my tablet. So exactly, very well said, Michael. Very well yeah. said. Well, so. you said something about uh, you know Linux is uh, Ubuntu is working on a Linux tablet. I've kind of uh, it's they're just there's nothing out yet. Uh, give me your email to let you know when something is coming. It looks intriguing. Uh, it'll run Ubuntu on there. Uh, and I think it, they're trying to go for that, you know, you can dock it uh, or carry it around type thing. And I don't know, it. I'm again, because, you know, I can never have too many tablets. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, too many I, flash drives I, like I have. Y- yeah, yeah, we all have our, our thing here. But, you know, I, I'm keeping an eye on that because I do have this affic- aff- uh, affliction or affection, whichever, for Linux. And so, you know, I'm kind of keeping my eye on that. Um, but, you know, I was going to say that, you know, we started out talking about uh, PC on a stick. And um, what I was going to say was I could see a couple possibilities for that. One would be like, say, you're a... Uh, a road warrior, somebody that travels and you have to do presentations or something like that. Depending upon where you're going, a lot of the places already have a TV with an HDMI port. So it might be easier just to plug your little stick into that, have your keyboard mouse. Uh, so it'd be your own computer you're doing it from. You don't have to mess around with, you know, uh, connections or trying to do it through, you know, uh, 
AirPlay or whatever else or Chromecast or whatever, just to be able to plug your own device in and be able to do your presentation and have everything there rather than, you know, sometimes the song and dance. Oh, do you have this cable? Do you have that cable or whatever? Um, or, you know, what hookup do you have? I'm not saying that would be foolproof either. So I could see that. And then another use I could see for, um, you know, something like that would be a uh, home media center. Um, you know, let's say you want to do a, uh, well, it used to be uh, uh, XBMC, now it's called Cody uh, uh, Entertainment Center. So, you know, you could have that, instead of having to buy a full-blown computer to hook up to your TV to run that, you could have that on there because it probably won't take a lot. And it probably wouldn't be your media server per se. You'd probably have a PC downstairs or, you know, something downstairs with your actual media on it. But this would be your streaming stick. You could build your own streaming stick. And do that, and then you could you'd have the option of customizing it, so you wouldn't be stuck in Roku's interface or you know Chromecast's uh, interface or whatever. It's you could just like have a you, DL, a D, is it DLNA or DNLA? Um, DNLA. Yeah, uh, sort of connection where you can just pull all the the media yep. from your entire network. Because um, I've got that on a new IPO system that I've got, and I can basically pull everything mm-hmm. from every hard drive. Uh, connected into yep. the network, a little bit different, but sort of sort of similar. But it's not right. a, a, you mentioned customize uh, to whatever right. platform you want, and obviously you can't do that. You've got to work within the confines of of what's currently there. Well, yeah, because that way, like you say, if you, you wouldn't be stuck with an Apple TV or a Roku or whatever, you could uh, you know have you could put uh, like say if you wanted to have Cody on there doing your your um, media serving or whatever uh and then if you wanted to like say have a custom screensaver of your um uh pictures or something or you wanted to have like a weather report come up or something so you could customize things and you could have it bring up whatever you want and you know so you could it would be you know probably for the true geek who would want to do something like that who just doesn't want you know what's the market offers and want to roll your own basically mm. and not have to have a you know a, a box beside your tv or somewhere you could just plug it into the back in the hdmi port and have it hit out of your way well that's i mean that's what was intriguing to me and i know allison did a piece recently she bought a pc i forget what manufacturer it was uh it's it's not the stick type that i'm talking about it's it was a small box but she bought it for another reason and then it lets her use her iPad as the main screen on the PC. There's an application that she hmm. lets her do that. So it takes. So here you are. You're running, you know, Windows. Uh, I think it's running Windows 10, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it is. It's running Windows 10, and you know, you're running it on your on your uh, iPad as the screen and stuff like that. So a very ultra portable little Windows PC. And there's one good reason behind it that I have to agree with Ron. You go out and buy a copy of Windows to put on a PC that you bought or something like that or you built or anything like that like we might do, it's going to cost you probably as much as the hardware costs you when you can buy one of these little things for anywhere from 80 to about 150 bucks, and you're getting dedicated hardware to boot hmm. with a warranty. So, I mean, it's intriguing. It's geeky. That's what I like about it. I mean, it's like a lot of other things. Just just like I've I've been toying with the idea. I've seen some good deals on uh, some of the uh, Lenovo Chromebooks recently, and I've been toying with that idea. You know, getting a little Chromebook to carry back and forth to work because uh, my my poor old MacBook Air is taking a beating. 
<laughs> on the daily drive. I mean, granted, this is a computer, folks, we're talking that's eight years old, so I can't really complain, and I'm the second user of it. So, you know, it's a good little machine, but it is starting to show a little bit age. But, you know, something like that, or, you know, or if it was the PC on the stick type of situation, the way my desk is set up at work, I've got multiple monitors. Well, I could just unplug one of the monitors from my work setup, plug in my own personal little machine, do my stuff I wanted to at work, whether I'm writing some code that I want to do or something like that, you know, and only making partial use of what the equipment at work supplies. I don't want to take advantage of them. But, you know, yet I've got my own hardware. If I want to do my own little side project at lunchtime or something like that, so be it. I can do it. Hmm. That's what the intriguing thing is. That's why, you know, I've looked at the, the little NUC PCs that I think, uh, hmm. is it, that's, is those Intel puts those out, I think it is. Yeah, thing. I think so. There's little teeny PCs in a box. Because I look at the stuff my kids do on computers now. Really? All they need is a screen to surf stuff with? They hate their Chromebooks they have for school. I mentioned that the last couple weeks, so I'm not going to go down that road. But, you know, a, a NUC where they could go in and do something like that, or um, I consider trying to build a Hackintosh, but I don't think I can squeeze one down small enough so it doesn't take you up any counter space and just sticks on the back of a monitor. I probably could if I really fought with it, but I don't mm -hmm. know that I have the patience right at this point in time to do it. Maybe in another year or so I'll have... A little more patience because my patience wears thin easier now. That also could be a sign of age. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but you know that's that's what makes me think about these things. I just and it goes back to what we're saying. It's that all-in-one experience. It's just always moving with us. It is the experience we want at the exper at the time we want to use it for what we want to use it for. I reckon it's about a quarter of a century away until we get that. Um, I think, and, and this is something that I, I sort of think about occasionally, I think we've got to go through all these different editions and versions of hardware to get to that stage. Um, it's, it's almost technology will get to a stage, especially computing platforms, where it's ubiquitous, where it's like a microwave oven or it's like a electricity, a light globe and so forth. It'll be just there and it will just work. You won't worry about what platform it is. You won't worry about... Um, what it can specifically do or what a competitor can offer that's better, it will just do everything and it will be perfect. But it, it's a long way off for that that dream that we've got to actually become achievable. Um, you know, it's, it's just not there yet, and it's a shame because there is some promise. Yeah, and, and yeah, there really is. It's just I'm getting impatient, and I'm I'm – I really want it to happen sooner rather than later. Not that a geek is ever impatient. God knows. Hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I'm hoping that it comes to pass in my lifetime. I mean, I've seen so much come to pass, and I'm not trying to play the old man card here. But, I mean, computing wasn't even considered home computing. There wasn't such a thing, you know, when I first entered this world. And it wasn't until I was in my late teens, uh, early 20s, that it started to become a thing. And hmm. even then it was still... You know, when I told my mother I was buying a home computer, she went, what? Why are you doing that? You know, why are you spending all that money? Blah, 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 blah. You know, the famous thing is, she said, you should have bought, spent that money on a new vehicle for your uh, newspaper route that I had at that time, that I delivered the uh, Washington Post. And she said, you've been better off to spend the money on another vehicle to do that instead of spending all that money. You know, then years later, I say, hey, mom, gee, I've made a living out of working in IT <laughs> for the last how many years? And uh, I'm still not delivering newspapers anymore. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But I think I might have made just a wee 
bit more money doing what I'm doing as opposed to uh, delivering the newspaper for the rest of my life. But, you know, to each his own. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very anxious for it. I want it to come now. I want uh, it now. Look, I agree, Kevin. I, I want the technology to be there now as, now as well. I, I actually am at the stage where I get bored with, with technology. I'm, I'm at the stage where I look at the, the Mac industry, and this is why I haven't done anything really with uh, with uh, Not Another Mac podcast uh, any time in the last six months. I don't feel like there's anything worth talking about. It really comes down to it being that simple. It's There's nothing revolutionary, nothing evolutionary, nothing that makes me go, wow, it is just the continuation and just the gradual building on, on what's already there. And whilst you can't have major jumps all the time, I get bored when I think of things and then I'm not seeing them come out and become reality. For me, there's absolutely no use, and and look, rumors, you know, I I don't like, but if an iPad Pro, uh, you know, replaces the iPad Air, who cares? I mean, seriously, who cares? It should be like that. It should be the next... But what comes after the iPad Pro, or what does the iPad Pro merge into? That's what I want, that device or, or that system. And we're not going to see it because Apple will do what the telecommunications companies have done to us for years. They just keep going and bumping up the, the data allowances just a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more, but not giving us open slather. Uh, because they, they know they can charge. They know that people will, each and every single year, buy that new device. They know they'll make sales. If, they, if someone turns around and, and makes the one device to rule them all, uh, even Apple's going out of business with that, because unless they put, put in a, uh, you know, a failure switch after two years, it fails and you have to buy a new one, which would be against the law in every country in the world, uh, they're not going to do that to have that one device because it, it defeats the purpose of business. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And uh, I, I don't it's know. Disappointing, it's disappointing, though. You know, yeah, it, it really is disappointing. It's like Sheldon waiting for the singularity. You know, it's yeah. I, I look, I'm waiting with him. You know, I, I I can't wait for that to happen. But for that kind of thing, I look, they've got to get into the technology. Companies have to do something else. Um, they 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 could never survive on the one platform to rule them all, and, and it it is perfect. It, you know, it just. I don't. I I think we'll see major advances still, but I don't think we'll see it as far as we dream and wish, and as far as sci-fi uh, can indicate it'll go. Well, there's one advantage that you hold over Mike and I, Mark. You're you have a higher percentage chance of seeing it before Mike and I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, supposing I don't yeah. do anything stupid. Um, but yeah, look. Stupid as stupid is as stupid does. That's ad, all. I'll absolutely. Say. Look, you know, there's times when it's like I, I look at my kids and I think the same thing. Cheese, they're gonna outlive me. They're gonna they're gonna hear that album or see that movie or have that technology that I didn't have and didn't have an opportunity to have. And then I get jealous <laughs> and I go, "Damn it! Why can't I be them? Why can't we just put pause?" On, on the aging process, pause on our life. And wouldn't it be lovely to have a pause switch? And then we just, we, we can see everything going by, but we don't age. 
And then, oh, this is interesting. Ply. <laughs> well, you know, they made a movie about that. I did. And then they... And then the guy was like, "Oh, I've missed so much, you know, the little things." So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a just just hope a, that you become reincarnated. That's all you've got to do. You've just got to set it up so that in the next life you can figure out, okay, I was this person in that life. Okay, now I'm this person. Cool. So I've continued on, man. Well, you know, the there was a thing uh, that I read the other day. It said, you know, people never really completely die. Because matter never disappears. So the matter that makes you up is the matter that's always been around since the beginning of the universe. Kevin, so, what's the matter with you? There's lots of matter in me, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that that is interesting because, I, I mean, look, you know, um, you, you've got the, the saying, uh, earth to earth, dust to dust, and, and so forth. And you do. Ashes to ashes. Ashes, dust. Thank you. You clarified it for me. You know, and, and it's very true, but you can change the matter. You can change the form of it, but it, it still exists. It's still there. It, it, it is interesting when you think about it. It's, it's like, you know, well, so, someone's you, fart you, still is floating, you know, by me as I'm walking down the street, you know, from like 10 years ago. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it's all part of the senses of, oh, jeez, that's a bit fruity. <laughs> well, you see, you you guys can be blowing around. I'm going to download my consciousness and put it on a USB stick. And when the time comes, I want them just to plug it in. And then I'll just, you know, spring to life and, you know, take over the computer networks. And the world will then become mine. So there we go. Do we even well, think let's... that's possible? Let, let, let's talk about that for a minute. <laughs> Do we even think Skynet is possible? And I only use the, the fictional term of Skynet well, because everyone knows um, Skynet. Or, or yeah, but... at least the metaphor. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but you know, Skynet was artificial intelligence. Um, what uh, you know, what might be a closer analogy would be Transcendence, uh, the movie with uh, was it Johnny Depp, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, who downloads his memory into a computer, and then he suddenly, you know, he, that's that's basically the singularity there, where yeah. man and and machine merge. Um, uh, you know, yeah, it's you know now we're in the you know territory I'm a little more comfortable with the sci-fi stuff, and you know we we talk about that there sometimes. And, you know, one of the things I always wonder is um, the problem. Well, it's sort of a variation here, but the problem I've always had with like Star Trek and the um, uh, transporter. You know, you're assuming that a machine can take everything and put it back together. The same way, and maybe the matter it can, but how do you put a soul back together? You know, how do you quantify? Mm. You know, the electrons that make up. You know, a per- and you know, there's some. You know, yeah, yeah, memory that that kind of stuff. And there's people that will argue with me who would you know rather not believe that. But you know, I do believe we have a soul. And how does that? How do you deal with something like? How is a machine going to deal with that? Because it's just going to say, oh, here's some uh, you know electrons. Let's just dump them in there. Uh, is it going to mm. be able to put it back in the same order that makes us who we are? That's the problem I have with like a transporter. And I think it's sort of the same problem with uh, you know. You know, I say it in jest, but you know, uploading our memory uh, to something like that was that you know, even though there's electrons in the brain, are you going to be able to take those electrons and the thought processes and everything that makes us human and be able to put it onto a slab of silicone or whatever the next computing platform is and have it behave in a way even remotely similar to a human, or is it going to be just a bunch of algorithms? Because I, I think we're more than algorithms. I think there's mm. the, the 
the randomness. Um, Random it's, probably a, it's probably a malfunction. Uh, possibly. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. I mean, all jokes aside, it probably is. There is a bit of the right. randomness that allowed us to come together, uh, whether by a greater spirit or a greater power or whatever, there's still randomness. Nobody can mm. deny randomness no matter what you do. So, Well, you know, it was randomness that, you know, allowed Steve Jobs to take the next step, you know, when it comes to computers, Edison to take that next step. You know, some people call it genius, but, you know, it's just some uh, sort of randomness. And I don't mean necessarily in a lazy way or a, that the human doesn't matter sort of way, but there's just that thing inside the person, you know, that... A conduit. You know, uh, yeah, you know it, it, that makes you think. You know, let's let's try something different rather than because if there wasn't, uh, if things didn't change, we'd still be you know in caves, you know, clubbing our wives and you know eating raw meat or whatever. Um, My wife still clubs me just for point of order. Yeah, well, yeah, but you probably mine, deserve mine does it. Anyway. The same to me too, Kevin. I I feel for you, mate. <laughs> don't I? Yeah. Plus ten geek points. <laughs> so you're you're gaining. Don't let it go to your head though. Um, but like I say, it's it's that kind of thing that makes us, you know, uh, uniquely human. Because you look at the animal kingdom, and you know, they you don't see them making any great advances. You mean you don't see a society forming? You don't see them? You know, they can use tools, but you know, in a rudimentary Mike, sort of way. Not, not seen Planet of the Apes. I mean, it's there. Uh, they had help. <laughs> they had help. There was a virus uh, or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but they had help, you know, to take that next step. It wasn't that they did it on their own. What? I think even in both movies, I think. Yeah, well, can't remember the first one. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you really hit something well on the head earlier, and that was uh, the randomness and the uniqueness. Mm -hmm. And I think even if you know you could take the body apart or take the mind and, and merge it with technology, because we are so independently random each and every single element of each person is so incredibly detailed, I don't think it would be possible well, to create something that is universally applicable. Well, let's put it this way. Could you scrape the paint off the Mona Lisa and put it back exactly the same way Absolutely that it was created not. in the first place? Absolutely. Well, we not. saw. Oh, if you've seen the movie Mr. Bean, you'll, you'll, you'll say no. <laughs> I reckon he did a I'm pretty good job. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I'll take your word for it. That this may not. Have the the movie's not that great, to be quite honest, Mike. It's it, his TV no. shows are brilliant. The movies, I don't know. They just shouldn't have done those. I don't feel. Yeah, but they're entertaining nonetheless. Yeah. Mm. Well, we've gone from talking PCs on a stick to existentialism. I think we've externalized our existentialism. <laughs> oh my! Does guys, the guys, have anything yeah. you want to throw in? You, you guys are using big words, and I've got to look up dictionary and thesaurus for meaning. So we will make an assignation to Mark to look up these words and give us the definition of them. What the frig? <laughs> <laughs> That's my word of the week. I've been making assignations to people. <laughs> okay, and the basic God. rule is if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with, with bullshit. bullshit. That's right. <laughs> All right, I, I tell you what. Instead, the world famous weather report. We we go the 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 word of the week. It's a better segment. You got to admit. We can. It's educational. Horseshit. Anyway, the <laughs> come on. I want to have a chance to have dumbass as the word of the week. 
if P- if you listen to you know the three of us getting together, that's the dumbass of the week. I mean, come on, dumbassery. Dumbassery. Now that that's a dinosaur being a dumbass. Oh, is it a dumbassosaurus? A dumbassosaurus. Well, and sometimes us getting together to talk about things of intelligence is the sound of one hand clapping. But, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we don't take ourselves too seriously here, folks. Yeah. We've never solved world hunger. We can't find the cure for cancer. Some days I'm lucky to even find the door out of the house. So, you know, take yeah. this with a grain of salt. That's true, especially when you're doing the morning pat down before you walk out the door to make sure you've got all your accoutrements. So. Mm-hmm. And then I still forget things sometimes. Oh, I know. And that's the most worst thing. You know, it's like, okay, I do have my wallet. I do have my wallet. Do I have my wallet? Yes, I do have my wallet. No. Do I have my wallet? (laughs) I got it on a chain. So, yeah, I I know it's there. Yeah. Oh, I panicked the other day. I lost my pocket knife that I carry all the time. And and I I had, I spent, I was up half the night thinking about it. You know, this is a $20 pocket knife or $30 pocket knife. I could have easily just ordered another one from Amazon and never thought anything about it. So I was trying to think, okay, where could I have lost it? Where could I have lost it? So when I, I went through everything here at home, nope, went through the car, nope, I got to work. Okay, retrace steps, retrace steps. I remember having it at lunchtime at work. Okay, where was everything? So I went, retraced all my steps. I found my knife. <laughs> you know, it's it's just, it is what it is. Uh, moving, on to, moving on to a slightly different topic that may cause Mark to rant. I wanted to bring up, it, it, it fits right in with what we're talking about, though. Um, I'm still loving my Apple TV. Well, I, uh, I bought a new toy too. I only um, was weeks ago and, we, and I wasn't on the show and we didn't get to talk about it. Oh dear. But I'm having trouble with Apple TV on occasion that the AirPlay, it's piecing me off at times. AirPlay pisses everyone off at times, Kevin. It's great when it works and it's horrendous when it doesn't. And... Look, I've still got the Apple TV 3. Um, fine system, but AirPlay just sometimes will drop out. It could be perfect for an hour or two, and then out of nowhere, if I'm streaming music to that device, it just stops. And you've got to either restart it, or you've got to uh, turn off AirPlay and then turn it back on. And uh, I'm not sure whether it's really a, the protocol thing, whether it's the app that's sending from the iOS device to the Apple TV whether it's the net, the network, it, it's just... I think it's one of these features that is really cool, but again, it comes down to Wi-Fi and cellular coverage. It's not going to be as good as having Ethernet plugged in, ever. Right. But here's, here's, here's the weird thing. I can reproduce this, and I'd love to figure out why. I just haven't sat down to do it. If I want to airplay... I download a lot of my video podcasts onto my iPad, and then what I... I can, that way I can either watch them on the iPad or if I'm, you know, upstairs where the Apple TV is, I stream them to the big screen TV to watch. Great. You know, very the lean back experience, enjoying mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but what happens is, and the way I can make this fail repeatedly, is when I start the Apple TV, theoretically, when I start it, if I just kick AirPlay to it, the Apple TV will turn on. It will start to airplay. It will airplay for three to six seconds, then drop. Mm-hmm. Then it'll do it, and I, it'll just keep doing that. But if I start the Apple TV with the remote, simply by tweaking the remote, uh, 
uh, then it usually doesn't drop at all. If it if it ever does, I'm trying to think if it's ever. Yeah, it's I, all in the I've way the that. Apple TV is initiated, and yeah. that doesn't make any sense. If one thing will make it power up, what it, does, what difference all, does that make? Well, it's almost like it's a boot up process, even though it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be an always on device like the iPhone, like the iPad, where it just stays in standby mode. But it's almost like because I have the same problem with the Apple TV three. If it's on before, then it's generally pretty good. If I try and, and get it connected uh, from my iPhone while it's in standby mode, sometimes it goes through. More often than not, it won't, and I've got to reconnect it, and it might, as you said, play a few seconds, but then it drops out, and then you've got to redo it again. So there must be something in that wake-up process, whether it it's linking in and handshaking with Apple's servers or whether it's doing something on the network or something that sort of resets, if you will, or, or maybe it's a refreshing of the IP address, something like that. Um, and it, it just has that little jolt. It, it's a, it's like having a small power surge where the power, it, it flickers the light, but the, the computer won't go off. You, you won't see yeah. that go, but the light will sort of go out and then come back on quickly again. It's almost like that little... That little dip there is where it just doesn't, for whatever reason, it causes a problem. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, yeah, no, I was going to say, you know, kind of in a related note, uh, a couple weeks ago, I got a couple Chromecasts. I got the video one and I got the little audio one. And I haven't used it extensively, but that one seems to work fairly well. Um, now, the only problem I've had with that is getting apps that will support AirPlay, which Amazon doesn't because I think they want you to get their, mm -hmm. their fire stick or whatever, which I happen to have too. But, um, you know, I just like the idea of whatever device I have because, you know, I, I have multiple devices around here. And so I would just like to stream from whatever one to that. Um, but like I say, that seems to work. Now, I was going to ask, what, what can you stream to an Apple TV besides Apple devices? Nothing. What apps support? There, like there's nothing. Android. That, it's it, no, you can't do Android. The only thing that you can do with AirPlay is you can stream content from the Apple-based devices to third-party devices like speakers and so forth via AirPlay with the inbuilt AirPlay technology. But AirPlay is proprietary to Apple, and they haven't li licensed it out to Android or, or Microsoft or, or anyone else for that matter. I mean, there may be some workarounds, some hacks and so forth, but there's certainly nothing official. Well, there's also, you have to have the app has to support AirPlay in and of mm -hmm. itself. Um, it can't, you can't just AirPlay anything because... Well, you, um, you can... I, what, is, what is it called? Screen... You can have the whole display up there. So if something doesn't support AirPlay, you can put the display up. But that uh, it's horrendously bad. It has never worked no, for it, me properly. It doesn't. It doesn't always work right. Uh, I have, for instance, I have the Xfinity Catch Up mm -hmm. or Xfinity, whatever they call it, Comcast app that lets you uh, uh, do catch up on shows. Like I was trying to catch up on Mr. Robot, mm -hmm. and I have that app, but it will not support AirPlay from the app. To the TV, mm -hmm. it does not work. So if the app doesn't do it, and then now the Lynda.com app, excuse me, does support it, uh, and that works. But not all apps do. I have a game that I play 
it will airplay the sound, but not the video from the game, which makes no sense at all. Well, and That's you see, I yes. tried airplay mirroring. Sorry, Mike, I, I just uh, I no, just looked no. it up. Yeah. So that mirroring um, should should work, but as you said, Kevin, that doesn't. Well, and you see, I tried with my Chromecast because I've got my uh, NVIDIA uh, tablet, which is a uh, Android device, and that's got uh, Chromecast built into the tablet itself. So I tried uh, streaming a game that I was playing on the tablet to the Chromecast. It played. I mean, you wouldn't want to play the game because you're dealing with lag there, so it was less than ideal but so i think even and i haven't tried it yet but i think even if i put the amazon app on my uh tablet i could probably airplay movies that way i'll have to see what it looks like and how it works but you know so uh even if the app doesn't support it i think uh and i'm not gonna uh absolutely uh say this is true but i think even if the app doesn't support it i think i can still stream from the tablet to the chromecast and uh, do the stuff that I want to do on it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting. I have a Chromecast, but I I was less than pleased with it. I got it on sale. I got it cheap enough. I got it in one of those, when they first released them, I got it. And this is the original Chromecast, right. is what I'm talking about. It's, I think I got it for $19 or something. I don't remember. It was some ridiculous price. Um, I was okay with it for a while, but then, eh. I got, eh, I don't like it. It's Right now, it's just laying here collecting yeah. dust, so to speak. Well, and like I say, uh, well, and this is the Chromecast 2. This is the second version. Uh, and like I say, I got the audio and the uh, video one. Um, and this was a deal. Uh, Target had them. I could um, buy them, and then I got a $10 gift card for each one from Target. So uh, it, the price wasn't bad on that. Um, but like I say, it's just – and I just like the notion, especially the audio one here. I got it hooked up to my, my sound system so that uh, any device – that will, you know, Chromecast, and a lot of stuff will. The iPod, um, Apple Music won't do it, but I don't listen to Apple Music. Um, I've got uh, Amazon, and i got to look to see. But, you know, there's different ways I can work around that. Uh, and I just like the idea of, and Bluetooth for, you know, sharing sound from a device to something like that gets to be a royal pain in the butt sometimes. And I just like horrible the, technology. Yeah, well, first thinking, yeah, because I have a daily struggle with, I got Bluetooth headphones I share between two devices. It's doable, and once you understand the limitations, it's fine. Um, Yeah, I would like to see it a little bit better. But So Bluetooth can be a world of hurt, and I just like the idea of open up your app, you have the share button there, just share it. You don't have to be pairing. You don't have to do any of this stuff. Uh, somebody wants to come over, like that would happen. But if somebody wanted to come <laughs> over and you know share some music or share a video or something, you could do it. You don't have to go through a pairing uh, setup. Um, you have, and I haven't tried it. Maybe I should get my wife's. Well, it's on the same. Well, anyway, uh, it, it has a uh, number that you type in. Uh, to access it or whatever, you know, to share it. So it it looks like it's a simpler way of doing it. And like I say, you know, we've discussed before, Apple's intent is to have a complete Apple ecosphere. And if you're happy living there, that's fine. If, you know, it works, uh, you know, Kevin says, it makes it sound like there's still some hard edges that need to be fine to there. And we know how long it takes Apple to sometimes, uh, you know, fix uh, Sometimes I don't. 
Sometimes well, I don't fix things. There's still problems that I, I'm aware of that have been around for years, but it depends how many people right. complain and how many people cause causes an issue to. And yeah, money, and that's exactly right, Mike. It's, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's doomed that it's not essential. And, okay, sometimes it's not, but if it's a, a feature that you personally need, it's very, very annoying that it doesn't work properly. Airdrop is one of these technologies that I've never been able to understand and figure out. I've gone mm-hmm. through hours upon hours of looking and researching and things have to be compatible and, and it just makes perfect sense. But the the big problem I feel that, that Apple's got is the integration and the connectivity between iOS and the Mac. They're really far apart. They're not the, the same... Even though it's sort of based and, and built off this, the same basis, the, the reality is it's, it's not the same at all. It's not like a Windows phone and a Windows PC. It's not that seamless with moving files, moving documents, move, and, and linking things up. It just doesn't work well. Um, well. You know, it always makes me think, you know, in any of these cases, whether it's uh, Google, whether it's Apple, or whether it's Windows, if... You know, you always hear people go all in on one. Don't, you know, that's not my nature. I, w- I want to have different devices. That's not the way I yeah. I work. I, but, I mean, if you go go all in on one, these problems are solved. And I hear people talk about, you know, they're all in on the Apple ecosphere. Or they're all in on the Google ecosphere, and it works perfect for them. I must be cursed because even when I'm all in, I, I'm all out. It doesn't all work. Yeah. And, and that's, right. that's the airplay thing. As you guys know, I'm all in the Apple ecosystem. But the AirPlay functionality never has worked. I don't know how to make it work. All my equipment that I want to use it with works. Uh, but, you know, even some things like I, I sometimes when I take photos with the iPhone and I just want to quickly get it to my Mac without hooking it up or emailing the pictures to myself. There's no easy way to get a damn photo from the iPhone to, to the Mac. Now, there is if you've got AirDrop. But other than that... Uh, there's no way to do it. And it's like, come on, this is the one ecosystem and I can't get this to work unless I go to the trouble of pulling out the cord, hook it up, use image capture and, and suck it down. And it, it's really annoying. It, it's, um, and, and even something like, so I've got, uh, iCloud library, I think it is, or whatever it is, where they, they, they suck the, the high quality photographs and videos up and and then take them off your device so that you can use a 16 gig device without pulling your hair out well recently we went on a a weekend away and i had took about two to three gigs worth of video and and photos and the the big problem with that is it still hasn't uploaded to icloud even though i've got the settings there and it's all there it's ready to go it hasn't cleared that that space so if i want to fix this up i've got to manually connect it to my macbook and oh, it, it's a it's an absolute world of hurt. Apple gets a lot of things right, but you know what? They still don't do a lot of things well. There's still a lot of holes, a lot of gaps. Uh, and just because you're in the ecosystem doesn't mean it's all going to be happy and fancy, and the flowers are going to be blossoming. Well, you know, well, I know. And, Go ahead, Mike. And I, you know, I was going to say, and you know, the problem is Apple's probably not going to hear you complain over the sounds of dump trucks unloading their money there. You know, at uh, their glass oh, absolutely spaceship. Yeah, that. Yeah. You know what? 
is is zero totem, I guess, is that the Apple employees use this gear. They, you know, but it, it must be okay. Well, yeah, well, we've seen this problem. Better fix this. But I don't know. It, I think there's a little bit too much diversity at Apple. Maybe not enough. Uh, I don't want to say micromanagement, but enough management of the different well, departments. Yeah, exactly. Hear no, no evil, evil speak to no, You will see no evil. Mm, you know, yeah. the, the, you talk about the photo sync, though. I solved that. That issue I solved for myself years ago. I would I would have bet that I think I used this as an application pick on one of the earliest episodes of NAMP I was ever on. Oh, dear, and I didn't listen? Oh, my God, this is not good. What, what was it, Kevin? I bought an app before Apple had all its stuff called PhotoSync, mm-hmm. and it runs on my Mac, and it's only gotten better over the years, so that as soon as I walk in the house, I can you can set it that way. I don't, but you can. That it would automatically grab all the new stuff off my phone or my tablet and send it straight to the other device or devices but it's called p-h-o-t-o-s-y-n-c hmm. um and matter of fact while we were sitting here i just uploaded uh three videos and half a dozen pictures in a matter of just a couple seconds mm-hmm. but it's improved now to the point I can send stuff to Dropbox. I can send it to OneDrive. I can send it to all kinds of places. Well, you know, I can do that with OneDrive and Dropbox and so forth. But, you know, you've got to, with OneDrive, you've got to have the app open for it to upload. With Dropbox, you've got to wait for it to go up and sync. And then I'm cheap and I, I've only got the, the free version of Dropbox instead of the paid version. And uh, it, it's just, it gets to the stage where it's almost like this is getting too hard. I just. I would love nothing more than a little memory stick to take out of my phone and put in the computer. But Apple won't do that because they're well, I mean, they're above allowing the user to have customization. Well, I mean, like I said, I can I can send it to and not to bore people. Dropbox, Flickr, I can FTP it. I can send it to Picasso, Google Photos, Facebook, SmugMug. But, use it, web but here's, here's the thing, Kevin. You've got to send it up to the cloud that takes time the upload speeds certainly in australia anyway i've got one meg upload if i'm lucky it is absolutely pathetic um and this is this is where the problem exists is that it takes too long i want instant access and the only way i can get instant access is if i decide you know what So, for instance, with my blog, Subjective Sounds, I'll take a picture of an album with the iPhone. If I want to use that photo immediately, then I've got to use the blogging platform on the iPhone and and publish the blog on the iPhone. And that's another world of hurt completely uh, because it just... The iPhone is good for what it does, but, boy, it is not a work system. It is not a work platform. It might be if you put an, an external keyboard on it, and, and uh, have that, but in and of itself, it's we need an iPhone Pro, is what we need. Oh, dear. I've heard that word bantied about a lot in the rumor mills recently. I, I actually, that I didn't know that, so there you go. I, uh, I had no idea that that was a, a thing. I just assumed with the iPad Pro, we need an iPhone Pro. Yeah, I've read two articles pondering what would an iPhone Pro be. I think one of them was written by Jason Snell, but I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look. I read them not too long ago, mm-hmm. but, you know, it is what it is. We'll, 
We'll have to wait and see because I think the Apple event's what March twentieth or something like that. Now. Yeah, they're just going to release another four-inch iPhone like the five S, which would please me. But at the same time, jeez, oh, it'd have to be a big improvement because what I want a phone to do, the iPhone five S still does, and it's still pretty good. I'm in love with my phablet, so we won't go down that. Oh, so so is Gretel. She loves having the big screen and that, but. Uh, <sighs> Uh, she's just a nutcase like you are, Kevin. <laughs> she is the saint and angel, much like Elisa that walks among us. Oh shit! Oh jeez! God! I, I'm... Oh, Elisa, you oh. heard him say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I was referring to Gretel. I wasn't referring to Elisa. She knows that. Okay, because Gretel doesn't think... listen to us idiots anyway. So she listens to me. Check. Yeah, God knows why. She just skips the parts where you're talking and Mike's talking. She just listens to the part where I talk. <laughs> Jeez, you've wow. got tickets on yourself, Kevin. <laughs> so I think on that note, folks, we'll 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 draw we'll draw the curtain on this episode of Geekiest Show Ever. And for the first time in, in GSE history, Mark has finished on the plus side of zero. Tally this up, folks. He finished at 115, according to my geekometer here okay. for him. And, and what does that buy me? Huh? What does that what buy does... me? What value is those geek points? Uh, you can trade them in for green stamps. Why would I want a green stamp? Well, you can take those and trade them in for small amounts of, of American coinage. And how many would I need for American coinage? Uh, it's... 25 million green stamps per penny. Right. So in, in, in other words, uh, I'll, I'll get paid about a cent per million. Something like that. But now Mike has a better exchange rate than you do. Yes, oh, well, true. of course, because he's not living in the arse end of the world. Well, Gretel has a better exchange rate than you do, too. <laughs> I tell you, favoritism, people. So, so bad in, on this show. I, I mean, seriously, I reckon the listeners feel sorry for me. I, I really do. i got to put up with the damn bloody world-famous weather report. i got to put up with Kevin. I didn't. I was going to say these two buffoons, but Mike's, Mike's nice to me. He's not mean to me. Although, yeah. you, weren't, you weren't here for the pre-show chatter. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, See, what, why do I come back? Uh, that the, the stress. I need next week off, people. Oh. Uh, oh, t- and, and they uh, didn't even ask me about my new toy that I bought a few weeks ago. Just friggin' rude. Huh. Yeah, well, it's so long ago we done forgot about it now. Yeah, but it's so cool. Well, do you want to talk about it before we go? No, don't worry. I won't talk about it this week. Okay, fine. Well, folks, there's a reason to listen to whenever Mark decides to come back on the show again. Yeah, it won't be too soon, I'll tell you that! (laughs) So the other way around in reverse, opposite the direction, we started backwards from the forwards. Why don't we start with you, Mike, and tell people where they can find you? Wow, that threw me off. Um, (laughs) Because usually I'm the other way around, but anyway. um, Upside down. 
Well, I've tried that. Too much blood rushes the wrong way. But anyway, if you do want to find out what I do, uh, I can be found on Twitter at DSC Chipman. And I have my about.me account at about.me slash Mike McPeak. And I went in there and tweaked it a little bit. Uh, I still should probably add a couple things. But I, I, I made it look a little different. So if you want to go check it out, that'd be nice. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's the stuff I do. And we still got Sci-Fi Tech Talk. We're doing that. So uh, you can check me out uh, on any of those things. Oh, great. And Mark? Should anybody still want to find out what you're about, where could they find you? My God, where could they find you? Talk about rude. You can find me, though, if you're so interested, at subjectivesounds.com. And for anyone interested, I've got no idea what I'm going to do with Not Another Mac podcast right now. I'd love to get someone to come in and be the permanent replacement host. Um, so if you're interested, hit me up, send me a message. Um, but I'm just not... As passionate as Kevin, don't hit me through the screen, please. I'm just not as passionate about the the Mac and and the Apple ecosystem as I have been in the past. I think it just Kevin, you're disturbing me when I'm trying to say something serious. See, what a buffoon! Um, not a baboon, a buffoon. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Look, if anyone wants to know more about NAMP or, or you can help out in any way, just uh, send me a message and we'll have a discussion and, and go from there. It's uh, it's just passion, really. It, it's, it's a lot of work uh, that goes into making a show great. And I'm not willing to do a half-assed show and I'm not willing to uh, put something with my name on it that's substandard. So, um, you know, that's why I haven't been doing it for a while. You've got to be in the mood for it. Podcasting is... Is a love. It really is. It doesn't matter who it is. The three of us on this show uh, love doing it. But when you lose that that love and that that want to to be there and to contribute to the community, then it, it's it's hard to do it. It's hard to actually get the show together and and make a show happen. So if anyone wants to help out and and or if anyone has any ideas on how I can <laughs> reboot it, please let me know. Excellent, and uh, I hope you do because we do enjoy Namp. Um, but I can understand, but I understand the point where you're coming from. So, you know, I've had that discussion. So folks, uh, send Mark encouragement if nothing else, and please go visit his great site, subjectivesounds.com. Uh, if you're into music, even I, who am not in music, have found a few things on there that are enlightening. Um, I wasn't going to tell Mark that in public cause that might swell his head. Oh, well, I said it already. So, oh, the anyway. headphones are going to pop off. Ah! <laughs> Oh, that's a scary looking picture right there. Uh, <laughs> folks, if you want to find out more about me, you can always find me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. If you want to find out more about other things I might have done, although I haven't updated it in a while, go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. If you want to find out more about the show, please go over to geekiestshowever.com. If you want to leave us a review in iTunes, those are always welcome. We certainly do appreciate them. And, folks, we want to thank you and hope you've enjoyed the show this week. And we want you to know that if you do nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. This is Private Eye, Macintosh, and I'm here to tell you about a book written about me and my search for the Maltese Cube. Yes, it's a fine book. I think you should get it. Quiet, you. It combines technology, Mac trivia, action, murder, suspense. Oh, just tell them where to get it. I'll get to that. Romance. 
film noir detective fiction. I can't stand it anymore. It's called The Maltese Cube, and it was written by my Mac writer and podcaster Guy Searle. Find it on Amazon. It's only $2.99 and coming soon to the Apple's iBook store. Don't forget, it's The Maltese Cube and so inexpensive. You know you're not in it, right? I mean, the next one, right? Sure thing, Louis. You know, this could be the start of a beautiful friendship. Get the Maltese Cube on Amazon and soon in the iBook store.